0: Chapter 15. The course of true love never did run smooth. It was three days before either one of them even thought about leaving the bedroom. They'd been going at it like bunnies before the weekend change of separation, so they had a lot of sex to make up for, and talking, and closeness, and really everything. I suppose I should be getting back, Loki said reluctantly, and Tony groaned. He did have a point, though. They'd been incommunicado for quite a long time. Actually, Tony couldn't recall a time where Loki had stayed even so much as 24 hours. How was he masking his disappearances? When he asked, Loki smirked. I can make doubles of myself, so I leave one in my room to read or sleep or anything else in name. It fools Heimdall. Unfortunately, if anyone tried to come in and talk, they would be able to clearly tell it was a double, if I didn't have my concentration on it enough at the time to talk through it, Loki explained. And Tony laughed, imagining someone trying to talk to Loki's double while they were in the middle of sex. With Aer's help, I figured I'd be fine for a few days before Thor would insist on checking on me after everything. "'Oh, yeah, the brothers had been in a fight. "'How are you two doing?' "'Better now,' Loki said, then grimaced. I broke his cheekbone. "'Seriously?' Tony asked. Loki nodded solemnly. "'That's some brotherly love, or is that how all siblings fight on Asgard? "'Are you okay?' Loki laughed as Tony started checking him over for injuries. It was days ago, so you wouldn't be able to tell. He cracked my jaw, also hit my temple and knocked me out for a second. Nothing major. Tony snorted. Yeah, being knocked out was nothing major. Freaking aliens. I healed Thor. It was actually what got through my block. Air suspected that it might be just him, that it was because I loved the Oaf. but then I healed... you... Loki trailed off, his face going appalled for a second at his words, before falling into a calm mask again. Yeah, Tony wasn't touching that with a ten-foot pole. The universe was on his side, because his watch beeped. Then he realized that the sounds indicated an emergency, which it would have to be or Friday wouldn't have let it go through anyways. Friday, who is it? Tony asked. It's Mr. Parker, sir, Friday answered. Crap, Tony answered it. Hey Pete, you okay? Sorry to bother you, Mr. Stark, Peter responded, in a whisper that was soft enough that Tony had to gesture to Friday to turn up the volume. No worries, kid. What's up? Tony tried to portray as much calm as possible, when his brain was screaming for the kid to hurry up and explain what was wrong already. Loki, too, was tense and alert at his side. I thought they were just some scavengers selling more alien tech, but when I confronted them, well, there were a lot of them. Like, more than 20 now. And they have some serious weaponry. I'm pinned down. I could really use some help. Tony turned to Loki, eyes wide. Fuck. They were in Malibu. It would take him hours to fly to New York at as fast as possible speed in a suit. Tell him we'll be there shortly, Loki said. got out of bed and was immediately dressed in his new leather and armor getup that he was wearing when Tony first saw him again. Tony relayed this to Peter without thinking, ignoring the question of who we included, and wincing at the desperate relief in Peter's voice when he said he'd wait. Then Tony hung up. ''Are you sure?'' Tony asked Loki then. ''I can teleport you there far faster than any of your means of transportation,'' Loki said as he tossed his knives in an arc and caught them again in a move that seemed way too easy. ''But Asgard?'' Tony asked. ''Can do without me a bit longer.'' ''You forget, I do care about the little spider as well,'' Loki said, which was true. Tony had kind of forgotten that Loki knew Peter, at least a bit, from that alternate timeline.'' So Tony nodded and tapped on the reactor, which started the flow of his suit over his body, starting with the helmet this time. A few seconds later, he was ready and nodded to Loki. Loki put a hand on Tony's shoulder, and suddenly, they were in what appeared to be a darkened warehouse. Tony turned on his night vision and scanned the room. The room was about the size of a football field. There were boxes stacked around and some defunct equipment in the northern corner. Otherwise, it looked abandoned. Tony noted five possible contacts on the HUD before concentrating on where Peter was. Based on Loki's usually precise teleportation, the guy could pop right into Tony's lap, after all. They should be right next to Peter. Tony was about to tap his internal mic when Loki got his attention, pointing behind Tony to the large stack of crates at their back. Tony followed Loki behind them, and there was Peter, crouching. How did you do that? Tony whispered to Loki, once he had seen Spider-Man and was able to relax the barest bit. "'I knew you must be right next to us. I saw the crates. It was obvious,' Loki shrugged, as he usually did when revealing some awesome alien trait. "'But how did you see the crates? Do you have, like, x-ray vision?' Peter piped in. Tony expected Loki to be annoyed at the further interrogation of his powers. But as he did last time when Peter was involved, Loki's patience surprised Tony. "'No, I just see well in the dark,' Loki said with a small smile and left it at that. "'So what's the situation?' Tony asked Peter then. "'I ditched them into this warehouse. I think there's maybe six in here looking for me. "'The rest are outside waiting,' Peter informed them. "'Loki grinned in a scary, sharp grin. "'We should go greet them,' he said, pulling out his knives again. "'Peter took half a step back, leery of the scary alien who broke New York's obvious glee in the face of violence. "'No killing, if you can help it,' Tony ordered. "'Loki gave him a derisive look. I'm serious. We're the good guys.' "'Does being the good guys require being absurd?' If you do not take them out, you chance tack from behind. Loki pointed out with more venom than Tony felt like he needed for the situation. I know you know how to incapacitate without killing, Tony responded. Loki rolled his eyes but vanished his daggers. He held up his empty hands in a, see, I'm listening gesture that made Tony huff with soft laughter. Alrighty, I'm guessing these guys weren't prepared with the night vision or they'd be over by now. "'We'll take them out quickly and quietly, and then regroup before heading outside for the rest,' Tony told the team. It felt good. It had been so long since he'd worked out his superhero muscles. "'Done,' Loki said, as soon as he popped back next to them. Tony hadn't even realized he had gone. "'What do you mean?' Peter asked. "'I hit them with a sleeping spell. They really shouldn't have been all grouped together that closely. It won't work for the ones outside. They are far too spread out and the wind is too fast, but these at least won't wake for several hours.' Loki shrugged, because of course he did. Well, awesome, Tony said, a little taken aback. He was expecting at least a bit of combat. They started walking to the exit of the warehouse. Can I keep him? Spider-Man quipped, managing to portray awe with that mask of his. He's mine. Get your own, Tony responded good-naturedly. Loki, for his part, just rolled his eyes, but he was smiling. Will you at least leave some of the other ones to me? It's been a while. I was hoping to stretch my muscles. As you wish, darling. Loki said, with only the barest bit of sarcasm. Tony was pretty glad that no one could see his face inside the mask, because he was definitely blushing. Uh, Mr. Stark? Peter asked questioningly. I'm in a relationship with your mentor, little spider. What do you think of that? Hey, if you trust you, I trust you, was all Peter said. Tony beamed with pride. He knew Pete was a good kid. Once they had gotten to the exit of the warehouse, Tony turned to Loki. Did you check on how many were outside while you were doing your teleporting thing? Of course, Loki snorted. Twenty-four of them. They're all spread along this wall in the northern as well. They're dressed as those men who attacked you. I believe they may also be from AIM. Oh, screw AIM. This is so on. Tony had wanted a little payback. This would be sweet. Who's AIM? Spider-Man asked. Advanced idea mechanics, Tony responded. Guys who think that they should get to do whatever they want because they are furthering science by basically selling their technology to the highest bidder which, as it so happens, tends to be the worst of the worst. They're also pretty loose with what they define as their technology. They decided the best way to steal Friday last year was to kill me. Looking back, though, it was actually a bit hard to be mad at them. Tony wasn't sure what would have happened if Loki had reason to drop everything and made sure Tony stayed alive. Well then, I'm glad I called you, Peter responded. Alrighty, here's the deal. Loki, you teleport and take the group on the northern side. "'Pete, you and I will take this side. Whoever finished first helps out the other. Sound good?' Tony went into plan mode. Loki grinned and teleported off without a word. "'He's going to finish first, isn't he?' Spider-Man asked Iron Man. "'Show off,' Tony muttered. "'Let's do this.' With that, Tony deployed his shield and burst through the door. Peter was right behind him, deploying a web so that he came through the door launching into the air. They immediately met a rain of bullets, but it was fortunately nothing that a shield couldn't handle." On a pause in the firing, Tony raised his right arm at a pair of men and set a hooked cable to wrap them together. His left hand sent a repulsor to swiftly knock out three more. Two of the more forward guys got cocky and advanced on him. "'Seriously, guys?' Tony asked. He literally had a repulsor pointed at their faces, which were not well covered. At this range, he'd definitely kill them. They were fortunate he was a good guy. "'Night-night,' he said instead, hitting them with a knockout gas. The rest of the men seemed to have either had their guns stolen by Spider-Man, or decided they weren't particularly effective anyways. One guy actually tried to go for Spider-Man with a knife, possibly to cut through the web, as if a regular knife could do that. He was far enough away that Tony could get him with a repulsor, so he did, smirking as he was able to get the three surrounding guys at the same time. Seriously, this was too easy. He turned to the remaining three to find them already wrapped up, neat and tight in webbing. Tony held out his hand for Peter to high-five in celebration when he realized that Loki hadn't shown up yet. They'd had 14 guys, so that meant Loki had taken on 10. That shouldn't have been too much trouble for him. He started running to the north side, Peter right behind him. They turned the corner in time to see Loki flying backwards through a wall of green flame. He briefly went skidding across the ground, but was on his feet immediately. He looked seriously pissed, stalking back through the flames like there were nothing. Ignoring Tony's panicked involuntary shout, Tony ran up to the wall of a naturally green fryer, but he stepped back due to the amazing heat. He thought his suit should be able to withstand it. Loki apparently could. As he debated, he heard gunfire inside. He was just about to walk in when Loki came stalking out, practically growling. They had some sort of weapon that fired an invisible wall of energy. It was tedious, Loki told Tony, obviously annoyed that he hadn't finished first. Pulse cannon, most likely, Tony responded. Glad that the helmet hit a smirk. That was, of course, when some boxes stacked near the wall of the warehouse burst into more green flames that licked the roof of the building menacingly. Tony, Peter, and Loki were all thrown back a bit by the blast wave. Tony and Peter jumped up immediately, prepared to take on the Inferno. Loki just stayed in an undignified sprawl on his ass, looking slightly bemused. That was when the flames caught the roof and spread far faster than any real fire should have. Tony blinked, and the entire warehouse was aflame. Tony Stark, no stranger to unintended fire, was prepared. He immediately spread flame retardant over the area, which took quite a while, since the warehouse was enormous, until they were blessedly flame-free. They were also kind of warehouse-free. Smoking charred remains were all that were left. How the hell did you make it to a thousand years old? Tony spluttered at Loki then. Yes, he realized he was definitely the pot in this situation, but still. Do you just wing it and hope for the best? I don't just wing it, that's Thor's thing, Loki responded with a derisive sneer as he got up and dusted himself off. I always have a plan, it just tends to explode, Tony finished for him. Every day, the chaos that was Loki's invasion was making more and more sense. Often spectacularly so, Loki nodded, looking a little wide eyed at the charred ground where the crates had once been. In the center of the ring of charred ground were Ten men, all held together by something invisible. Tony could only tell they were being held, because they were struggling against their bonds. Loki also gestured to the men sleeping in the remains of the warehouse, who must have been shielded from the fire by some sort of force field, which had to have been really quick thinking, actually. However, you must note that I didn't kill anyone. Congratulations, Tony said, his voice dripping with sarcasm, mostly to hide the laughter that wanted to burst from him. "'Seeing Loki so frustrated when he was usually all cool and confident was absolutely adorable. "'Remind me to find your merit badge.' "'Uh, guys, not that I don't love the banter, but we should probably get out of here,' Peter interrupted as they started to hear sirens. "'Yeah, between the mission not exactly going to standard operating procedure, "'Tony's relationship with Ross with all the Accords drama and Loki's presence, "'it was probably not a good idea to stick around for the authorities.' Tony nodded to Loki, who put a hand on each of their shoulders. Next thing Tony knew, they were in the living room of his tower. Immediately, Tony started checking Loki for wounds, bullet holes, burns, cuts. The silence was vast and made Tony realize what he was doing. Loki was looking at him with a wry grin. Peter, who had taken off his mask, was very specifically looking anywhere else. You do realize that I am far sturdier than you mortals, yes? Loki huffed, but the tone was fond. "'You've walked through fire,' Tony countered. "'Your clothing should be singed, at least. "'It was my own fire. "'It would be inopportune if I could be hurt by my own weapon.' Inopportune, he says. "'You're crazy, you know that?' Tony's jaw snapped shut after he realized what he had just said. "'That definitely wasn't the sensitivity training response.' "'I'm sorry. "'Have you met me?' "'Loki responded, which had Tony giggling "'with a heady mix of relief and mania "'until Loki was starting to look at him with concern.' Pete, you okay? Tony asked, once he could finally talk again. Yeah, Mr. Stark, Peter grinned at him sheepishly. Thank you guys so much for your help. Anytime, kid. You know that, Tony responded. Yes, I'm sorry I did not see you in battle, little spider, but I'm sure you'll be a great ally against Thanos, Loki added. Thanos? Peter asked, looking at Tony with a confused expression. He is not helping with Thanos, Tony insisted. Why not? Both Loki and Peter countered. Because he's a kid! Kids don't drink, do drugs, or fight alien overlords, Tony replied. Seriously, his, uh, the kid was not prepared for something this big. But Mr. Stark, Peter wheedled. No, Pete, I'm serious. This is heavy stuff. Hell, Loki is scared of this guy. Peter looked over at Loki questioningly. Loki shrugged and reluctantly nodded. But what if that's why you need me? Peter asked, turning to Loki this time. Loki met eyes with Tony, who tried to convey hell no as clearly as possible with just his eyes. I'm sorry. I would be honored to have you fight by our sides. But I am not your guardian. This is Stark's call, not mine. Tony wasn't so sure about the title, Guardian, but he guessed that it was fitting enough. Better than something ridiculous like Ward. We should be getting you home, kid, before your aunt starts worrying and decides to come after me. Tony Stark could change the subject with the best of them. "'I could drop him off at his home, as I was on the way to Asgard anyway. "'Unless you'd like me to drop you back off in Malibu first, Loki offered. "'No, I was planning on coming back to New York anyway. "'My pilot's going to be a bit confused, but hey, that's why I pay him the big bucks,' "'Tony said, then narrowed his eyes at the two of them. "'You aren't going to conspire as soon as you have me out of the way, are you?' "'Loki tisked. "'So suspicious, Stark. Don't you trust me?' "'With my life,' Tony answered immediately.' which brought a surprised pleased smile to Loki's face. Worth it. But he couldn't resist adding, with everything else, you tend to do what you want. Loki laughed at that. So you do have some semblance of sanity. I promise I won't conspire with the little spider. Do you really need to keep calling me Little Spider? Peter asked. Romanoff is the big spider. I'm afraid that makes you Little Spider, Loki said, completely unapologetically. Tony snorted. I can't wait to hear you call Romanoff Big Spider. "'Say goodbye to your mentor, little spider. "'This may be the last time you see him intact "'if he keeps daring to tease a god.'" Loki did haughty better than anyone Tony had ever seen, but it didn't stop him from laughing. Peter looked between the two of them, a mixture of amused and embarrassed. "'Could you lovebirds either quit it or get a room? "'Sheesh,' Peter said, rolling his eyes "'and coughing exasperatingly, as only a teenager can. "'That definitely shut them both up. "'That word just kept coming up. "'Tony sensed that he couldn't ignore it forever.' But hey, now wasn't forever, right?